Welcome to the Teaching Behavior Together podcast, where I provide you with actionable steps for making your classroom management plan effective by incorporating behavioral and social-emotional learning activities into your daily teaching. Hi, I'm Maria, and I have 10 years experience in the field of behavior analysis. In each episode, I will be providing you with effective and evidence-based strategies you can use to create a classroom environment you want to go to each morning. No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to best support parents with behavioral and social-emotional learning strategies in the home. If you are listening to this in April 2020, you know that most teaching right now is happening online and most learning is happening in the homes with the parents being a huge support for learning right now. So I wanted to give you some ideas of how you can best support parents who might be facing some different challenges than they were previous to this whole new online learning that most districts are doing right now. So I want to first and foremost start off with the idea that parents are extremely overwhelmed, just like we are overwhelmed with learning how to transfer everything that was once in a school to an online learning format. Parents are overwhelmed with possibly working from home right now and then also caring for and supporting their students' learning all day long. So I want us to really focus on having realistic expectations of what can feasibly happen in the home. So I just wanted this to be a couple of quick tips that you can do to help learning in the home run a little bit smoother for parents as opposed to really in-depth strategies because we know our behavior plans are complex, right? If you have a student who utilizes a behavior plan in the school, you know how complex that is. And realistically, is that feasible for a parent to do in the home? I don't know. That would be pertinent to whatever student that you're talking about, and that would be very individual to that student in that situation. But there are definitely some overall global supports that parents can put in in the home that would be really easy for them to do that can just help online learning run a little bit smoother. So that's really what I wanted to focus this episode on. Um, So I'm not going to be going in depth on how to teach them how to do discrete trial training or how to teach them how to do very complex different behavioral interventions that you might be able to do in your classroom with the support of paraprofessionals or with the support of a co-teacher. But parents might not be able to do that in their home, so that's why I really wanted to focus on these general tips that you can give them um, if they are seeking out some support. So my very first tip is for them to create a schedule. And I know right now there's a ton of schedule templates going around on the internet. Your district might have even put out a schedule template for parents to use in the home. The main thing I could say about a schedule is that it should be really consistent and that it doesn't have to be like this cookie cutter schedule where the kid is doing work all day long, but more of how to teach parents to formulate a schedule that works for them in the online and home learning setting. So first I would say that a couple of things that should be consistent are like main aspects of your typical schedule, right? So waking up should be at around the same time every day. Lunch and snacks should be around the same time every day and finishing up should be around the same time every day. So when you're telling parents how to make a schedule, I would block out those areas of time first. 
And then I would help them identify and understand things that their children prefer and that ch- things that their children don't necessarily prefer, right? We all have preferences. There's nothing wrong with that. You might have a student who really likes math and you might have a student who really likes reading. You might have students who really don't like writing. So once you help the parent really identify what their child prefers, then I would start pairing those preferred items with non-preferred items. So if the child really likes to do math activities but does not like to do writing activities, I would put math first, then writing, and then follow that up with something that they really enjoy doing, maybe a non-academic preferred activity like tablet time or you know some sort of break or some sort of free play something along those lines, maybe like a really enjoyable hands-on learning activity like creating something or some sort of science experiment, something along that those lines. And what this really does is utilize the principle of behavioral momentum where we're building up that momentum by allowing the student to engage in something that they really like and then follow it with something that they might not like as much and then follow that last part of the sandwich, right, with something they is really preferred. So you have something that they like, something they don't enjoy as much, followed by a highly preferred activity. It's kind of like a sandwich effect where you're building the momentum with that first activity, you're getting them to complete that second activity by the lure of being able to access that really fun activity. So that's my very first recommendation is really talk with parents about what you know that their child likes, what they do really well with, what they excel with, how they contact that that reinforcement of doing well, and um, pair those activities together so it's not so much of a struggle to get them to do those non-preferred tasks. Also with the schedule, what I would say to do is review it every day. So at the very start of the day, just have the parent review the schedule with them so that they are aware of everything that's coming up and also have the parent just do a couple of touch points throughout the day of don't forget you have these couple of things that we have to get done so that they are consistently being reminded. Think about how many reminders you give them during the day of what's coming up in their schedule and this really allows them to focus on what is on what's at hand and then what's coming so it's never like a surprise for them they know it's expected that can really help with compliance with some of the tasks that they might not be thrilled about doing right in that moment another tip that i would have for you to work with parents on is choices so helping parents identify different choice options that their children have in the home can really help increase some of the work productivity, staying on task. You know, all of the things that choice helps us work on in the classroom can transfer over into the home. So I would work with your parents on different choice options like making the schedule, right? We just talked about how important the schedule is. You can also have the student have a lot of choice and voice in that, right? Also, where they complete their activities, how they complete their activities, uh, the online learning games that they might be playing in their free time or how they're spending their breaks. Those are all great choice options for students that can really help increase productivity and decrease any of the behaviors that the parents might be seeing that are related to um, work completion, right? 
You might really want to work with parents on how to offer choices, you know, using that choice language, that choice verbiage that you utilize in your classroom or any type of if-then language that you use, giving any visuals to parents of choices and um, if-then boards or anything like that that you utilize in your classroom can be really essential and very helpful to parents when they are offering choices and when they are trying to carry out some of these interventions in their homes. Another area parents might need some support with is siblings. So probably a lot of your families have children that have siblings in the home that are all trying to do online work at the same time. And that can get a little bit chaotic. We know that when kids are just inside trying to get this done and all of their siblings are around, it might lead to some arguments and distractions for them. And the parent might not be able to get everything that they need to get done for their job that's also at home. So some tips that I have for supporting siblings would one to be make a rotating schedule of location of academics. So what that would look like is having the kids rotate between different areas when they're doing different academic tasks. So you might have a kid doing their math at the dining room table and then a kid doing like silent reading or some sort of reading activity in the living room and you might have another student doing some writing or other academic activity up in their bedroom and then they rotate between those locations so they're not always just sitting around each other antagonizing each other or annoying each other. Um, This might also be very useful for scheduling different online times as well because we know that if parents are working online and all the kids are working online that might really slow internet speeds so you might also want to rotate how many of the kids are on their online devices at the same time to help with that issue by rotating location as well. This is a great like antecedent strategy really where you're kind of separating the ability for them to argue or annoy each other in the home And you might also want to have all the siblings have like a special job. So we know that kids love leadership positions in our classrooms and giving them a leadership position in the home can be really, really helpful. So you might have them have different jobs like lunch helper or device charger or cleanup crew or something like that where they feel like they have a leadership role in helping the family out during this time of online learning and everyone being at home. And you might even want to help parents set up some sort of like reinforcement system in the home. If you have a reinforcement system in your classroom that works really well, you might want to send home some information to families about that or send them home like a template for some point sheets or something where you have them identify two or three behaviors they really want all of the kids and the siblings to be engaging in, like being kind to each other, supporting each other, working together, and then they can earn points for that and then some sort of like family activity like a movie night or maybe they're going to make slime at the end of the week or Play-Doh or something fun like that if they get all of the points that the parents want them to get. So those are some ways to support families in terms of sibling supports and some of those like antecedent environmental manipulations that can really decrease some of those behaviors that might be interfering with all of the children in the home's ability to learn. 
And the very last tip that I have for you would be to teach parents how to deliver praise to their students for engaging in appropriate behavior. So just tell them about how you deliver praise in your classroom, what the student really likes and finds reinforcing in the classroom that they might be able to then carry over to in the home. We know how important reinforcement is and we know how important positive praise is for students. There's a ton of research to support that and just giving parents some guidance on how they can really reinforce their students engaging in appropriate activities and engaging in the work that you're sending home can be really helpful for increasing that work completion in the home and your students being successful. So teaching parents just about different phrases that you use, how you deliver reinforcement. If the student had a specific reinforcement system, I would definitely be sending that home and helping parents and supporting parents with carrying out that system make it feasible for them. You might have been delivering reinforcers like every five minutes. Parents might not be able to do that. So how can it be feasible for them? Like we just talked about with siblings, there might be like a whole group reinforcer system that you can help parents set up that could help this whole online learning run a little bit smoother. And I would just really remind your parents that they're doing the best they can. Our students are doing the best they can. Us as teachers are doing the best that we can in this crazy time right now where everything is out of our control and we don't know how long this is going to last and how long online learning is going to last. So all of us doing the best that we can is going to lead to an outcome that allows our students to be successful in this setting. So this was just a really quick episode on a very few strategies that you can give to parents that are feasible for them to utilize in the home that won't be overwhelming for them. I would set up a meeting with parents and just talk about any of the situations that are going on in the home that they might need your support with. Give them some of these different options. If you let them know what their different options are, and then let them pick kind of like a menu where you can talk about some of these different strategies and just really explain them to parents and allow them to pick, okay, what could we do? How many of these do we want to implement in our home? What could we do right now? What can we kind of work on for maybe next week or the next two weeks? Um, that could be really helpful for them as well in terms of their capacity to work in some of these different strategies and interventions. We don't want them to be doing them all at the same time, like implementing them all at the same time. We want them to start off with a couple of the more feasible ones for themselves first and then slowly integrate more of the other strategies. And then even as you build the capacity of parents to carry some of these things out, you might also be able to add some of the interventions and strategies that you were using in the classroom for their child um, that could also be beneficial for that child in the home. These are just some of the strategies that I thought would be beneficial for you to convey to parents to help support online learning in the home. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was beneficial to you and it will be beneficial to your students and families. I hope that you are around for next week. If you would like to, please subscribe to this podcast so you get notified when the next episode is live and go follow me over on Instagram at Teaching Behavior Together and direct message me any suggestions that you have or topics that you want covered during this time or anything in the future and I would be happy to have a conversation with you about that over on Instagram. Have a good rest of your day, guys.